once again to another episode. I am your host, Tolu. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. Game week 28 in the books, and we move on to game week 29 as we get ready. But um, interestingly, quick thing to mention is um, it was a pretty poor game week overall. Um, the average was 43 points, um, highest in the world, 119. Um, for me, I was just slightly above average at 50 points. Um, yeah, one of the stranger game weeks. We'll start with the first game of the game week on the Friday, the 12th of March. Newcastle won, Aston Villa won. This was a very, very interesting game to watch if you were watching the game live. Um, Aston Villa were holding out. It was a 1-0 game throughout until the 93rd minutes. It was four minutes of extra time. And um, Jamel Lascelles scored in the final minute, I think the final play of the game taking away um, double Aston Villa clean sheets for me personally. But Jamal Lascelles at 4.2 seems he has now scored two goals in three games. So he's actually putting in a captain's performance now. Um, Newcastle still without the attacking players. I know in the last uh, podcast, I did recommend going against Newcastle attackers for that reason. They did not have Alexei Maximan. They did not have... Um, Almiron and they definitely did not have Callum Wilson who are all injured and you could see it in the way they set up. Joe Linton doesn't look interested in being a Premier League striker at all. I don't know why he still gets to start. Of course, injuries are helping him out. Um, Andy Carroll came off the bench. I think Andy Carroll too clearly is past his prime um, and can't start games. He's just going to be an impact player going forward. Um, and he was actually pretty impactful in goal. If you watch the highlight back, um, Andy Carroll created that space and distracted a couple of defenders, allowing Jamel Lascelles go in front of, I can't remember who the defender was on the Aston Villa side to score. Um, but yeah, that's essentially where Newcastle are now in terms of the attack, just completely blunt. Um, I can't see them scoring against Brighton, but you never know, things, stranger things have happened. Lascelles might just do it again. So 4.2, Jamel Lascelles is probably the only player from Newcastle to even remotely look at right now until Amiron, St. Maximan, and Callum Wilson come back. I would just ignore Newcastle for now. Um, on the next, on to the next one of the game week, Leeds nil, Chelsea nil. Um, eight saves from Millie and four saves from Mendy as well. Chelsea started with uh, Kai Havertz as the starting striker. Um, not something you'd want to see when you have a team filled with uh, Olivier Giroud and Timo Werner. But apparently, according to Tuchel, um, Havertz is a number nine. Interesting. I did not see that coming myself. But if he's going to keep playing Havertz as a striker, I'm curious to see how that will work out. But on to the Leeds game. Um, Leeds themselves, Mele played very, very well. Um, giving eight saves and all for three bonus points. Certainly will be an interesting one to look at going into the coming game week where there's only four games and Leeds as one of those teams that play. So certainly Mele might be an option at 4.6. Excellent and excellent value. Um, he's got two... Uh, in the last two games, he's got 20 points. So 11 at Chelsea, nine at West Ham, which are um, supposed to be really, really solid teams. And so it seems Leeds are starting to figure out their defense. They play Fulham next in the blank game week. Uh, Melier and Rafinha, I'd recommend um, just looking at how they play. And of course, also um, Rodrigo um, was, interestingly to mention, he came on and was taken off again or something of that nature, which was randomly strange or something like that. Um, but yeah. On to the next game of the game week, Crystal Palace won West Brom nil. Um, the goal from a penalty from Milivojevic, um, assist from Zaha who won the penalty. So um, against West Brom, um, Crystal Palace won 
West Brom nil. I think West Brom is now officially going to go back to the championship with that. I, I don't see them rescuing anything after that um, kind of result. But Crystal Palace will be safe. And that is the end of that. I wouldn't recommend necessarily looking at Zaha as a player at 7.1. But um, number one, not just because they have a blanking game in 29, but their next four games, or actually it's to the next five, they've got Everton, Chelsea, Southampton being the only game they can potentially win, in my view. Leicester and then Manchester City. So out of the next five games, I think they can only potentially safely win one of them, the Southampton one. The Everton one, they should not win, but Everton themselves are sometimes shaky. Everton, speaking of, one, Burnley, two, goals from Calvert-Lewin, Wood and McNeil. McNeil's goal was actually a wonder goal, actually. That one, I cannot blame any defender or um, system on that one. It was just a wonder strike. If you want to watch, check it out um, on YouTube or whatever sites you have to watch the games. Um, McNeil just scored a wonder goal, and I think it's only fair. Um, think quick thing to mention, I believe um, Pickford got injured in the game and had to be um, replaced by Virginia, um, Joao Virginia, who deputized. Uh, 4.3 so if um, Pickford is still injured it'll be an interesting one to see after the international break but I think he should be fine um, but Everton just look out of sorts slightly um, Richarlison on the other hand also did not score I think this is his first blank in the last three games if I remember correctly or something of that nature um, so uh, Calvert-Lewin back on the score sheet after not scoring since game week 23 so that's five game weeks ago so good to see Calvert-Lewin back in the score sheets but again we now have to wait till game week 30 to see him back in action on to the next game of the game week. Fulham nil, Manchester City three. I think Manchester City have now just fully won the league. I think it's, it's done now. Um, we can now just forget about Manchester City. Clearly, they don't even care anymore. They played three defenders, Laporte, Stones and Diaz, and didn't even play with any of their main recognisable midfielders. Um, KDB was out. Um, Stones, KDB was out. Sterling was out. And of course, Gondouan did not play as well. Um, and they still convincingly won that game 3-0. Um, goals from Aguero, John Stones, and Gabriel Jesus. Assists from Cancelo and Ferran Torres. So, Man City, fully, fully um, champions of this season. I wonder if there'll be an asterisk to that because of the COVID thing. And, of course, Liverpool's injury woes. But we'll leave it alone. On to the next game of the game week. Southampton won, Brighton 2. Goals from Shea Adams, Lewis Dunk, and Trossard. Quick thing to mention, Shane Adams is low-key on a roll. This is his third goal in three games. He scored at Brighton, scored at Manchester City, and of course, at Sheffield. So Shane Adams certainly starting to pick up form at the strangest time in the season. And I know Danny Ings is also still injured, so he could be essentially the replacement for them at 5.8. I mean, I don't know what it is about strikers. The budget strikers this year just seeming to be the answer, but Shane Adams essentially at 5.8, saving Southampton slowly but surely. Of course, they lost this game um, to Brighton, but again, he's doing his part. You cannot blame Shea Adams. On the Brighton side, Lewis Dunk at 5.0 is actually excellent value. And um, when they are not keeping clean sheets, considering from an XG perspective, Brighton is probably one of the best performing teams, but somehow just seems to be letting in goals. Um, but again, um, Lewis Dunk, but playing his part, scoring. They play Newcastle next. I actually probably recommend Lewis Dunk as a captain here, uh, but we'll get into that shortly. Um, Lewis Dunk, 
excellent, excellent value, 5.0. He's scoring as a defender. And whenever he's not scoring, Brighton have a good chance of keeping it clean sheets. Keep in mind they are playing Newcastle who are bereft of ideas going forward. I would potentially consider a captaincy of um, Lewis Dunk. I do not have him in my team. I am playing um, Robert Sanchez myself, just to be aware. But Lewis Dunk, 5.0. After the Newcastle game, I would probably just either bench or not play him. They have Manchester United, Everton and Chelsea shortly after that. So it's going to be a difficult running at the end. 5.0, Lewis Dunk, something to consider. Leicester, 5, Sheffield, nil. I want to say that one more time. Leicester, five. Sheffield, nil. Um, quick thing to mention here. I think, if I remember correctly, the um, shots to of Leicester, I think were about 19 shots in that game. Yeah, 19 shots from Leicester. Sheffield had only one shot all game. Okay, first of all, Chris Wilder has left Sheffield by mutual consent, understandably. So Sheffield do, did not look as organized as they normally would. That was just abundantly clear. However, by the 62nd minute, so they had played 62 minutes and they had only conceded one. Again, with a lot of shots in mind and um, with Ramsdale making a lot of saves. But they had held out until the 62nd minute. By the 63rd minute, they conceded the second one to Ayuse Perez. And the floodgates just opened up from there. So much so that Kelechi Hinacho had a chance to score his hat-trick from outside the box with a wonder shot. Now, again, I remember last podcast, we did talk about Kelechi Hinacho. And let me say it properly, like I said last episode, Kelechi Hinacho finally, properly scored his hat-trick. Good for him as well. Um, he is, I think this is his first time in Premier League history that he has scored in three games back to back to back. So good on him. I'm happy to see a Nigerian doing well, um, especially in their field. But um, yeah, three goals, enough for three bonus points. Um, this is now three bonus points in a row as well for Kelechi at 5.7 currently. I remember talking about this last uh, podcast, 5.6. The only thing to be aware of was that he was going to play Manchester City after the blank and then West Ham. So 5.7, Kelechi, certainly worth value. Um, 5.7, you can't do better than that currently. Shea Adams, of course, at 5.8, but again, Shea Adams is 5.8, one higher. Um, yeah, so budget strikers, man, doing it. Quickly to mention, after Hernacho scored a hat-trick, there was also a goal from Ayuse Perez and an own goal from Ampadu. Um, assists from Jamie Vardy with a hat-trick of assists, Albrighton and Indidi, who just laid off the ball to Hernacho to shoot from outside the box. So, on to the next game of the game week. Arsenal 2, Spurs 1. Aubameyang was left out of this game for being late, apparently. Um, started in his place was um, Alexander Lacazette, who scored a penalty. Um, I do not think he actually should have gotten that penalty, actually. But um, it is irrelevant what I think. It has just been my season where, essentially, penalties which are supposed to be penalties and my um, you know fantasy player is supposed to have it. I do not get. And then in games where I just completely remove a player, they, you know, they get a penalty. So the penalty where Arsenal should have gotten, they did not get. They, now the game against Spurs, the penalty in my mind, they should not have gotten. They did get. And of course, Obama Yang was not on the field to capitalize. Just my luck. Um, goals from Lacazette and Martin Odegaard. And of course, a wonder strike from Eric Lamella, who ended up getting a red card eventually. Quick thing to mention, um, Odegaard did get bonus points. And I believe this is now his second Arsenal game back-to-back that he's gotten a goal. So Martin Odegaard, 
ends up being someone of value at 5.9. He scored in the Europa game, captained Norway, and now scored at, um, he's been named the captain of Norway and now scores at the North London Derby for the first time. So will he be value again at West Ham? I think so. I think he's discovering where to be slowly but surely. Of course, we can't use two of the last games to determine how it's going to be forever. However, this is how, um, Jesse Lingard also started from West Ham. Um, Jesse Lingard in the first game scored and, you know, people were like, should we think um, Jesse Lingard is a good option? And we thought it was a little too early. We should see a couple more games. And he essentially is proven that he is actually good value for West Ham. So could Martin Odegaard be Jesse Lingard 2.0? A forgotten wonder kid who moves on alone and suddenly starts banging in goals. He could be. He fully could be. I do not think he is completely. But again, knowing that Jesse Lingard has already done it one time, he plays in a really good team. Martin Odegaard, I do not see why not. West Ham is probably going to be a better test of where he's at. Spurs currently don't look where they should be. And of course, West Ham are now punching their way to trying to enter the top four. I'm My money is on West Ham to win, personally. But I would not be surprised if Arsenal were to do the business um, against West Ham. That's coming. Martin Odegaard, 5.9, is my recommendation if you're looking at Arsenal players. Of course, there's also um, Aubameyang, but again... Um, he played in the Europa League and we do not know if he will suddenly, you know, show up late. So who knows? Um, on the Spurs side, Bale looked out of it. Um, I think he may be a better fit in the next game to come. Bale and Harry Kane. Harry Kane was just completely, completely left out and frozen all game. Couldn't, could barely impact the game at all. Um, I would probably captain Harry Kane in the next coming game week. But um, yeah, just looked completely isolated in the Arsenal game. So unfortunate. Second game, last uh, second to the last game of the game week, Manchester United won West Ham nil. Goals here from Craig Dawson on the wrong side of the field. Um, Craig Dawson with an own goal and then of course an assist from McTominay. So the way this goal was scored was a corner kick um, taken by Bruno Fernandes, headed by McTominay and then he came off Dawson and just went into the net. Um, other than that though, Greenwood had two really good chances that he could have scored. One of them hit the bar. And then the other, if I remember correctly, um, Fabianski saved and pushed off to the bar. So Greenwood really should have scored twice. Aside from that, we also had Rashford with two really good crosses from Bruno Fernandes. One of them was tame and the other, I believe he just really missed it completely. So um, Rashford and Greenwood seem like interested parties in trying to score. They are certainly getting in positions to score. They're certainly taking their shots but it just didn't um, get them right. Quick thing to also mention, Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw at 5.2, still probably the best performing defender currently. Um, he's got nine points against West Ham, 14 at Manchester City, six at Crystal Palace, six again at Chelsea. Of course, he does not play in game week 29. Just going to highlight that quickly to get your uh, transfers ready for game week 30 when they play Brighton. Um, yeah, so Luke Shaw, 5.2, interesting interesting purchase that you may want to make um in game 30 i'm sure they will be looking to um continue playing this way i know they won for example today against um, ac milan in the europa league so luke shaw is another one to watch out for last game of the game week wolves nil liverpool won um clearly liverpool have still not won at home yet Good to see that they can still win on the road. The goal here, obviously, from Diogo Jota. 
and with an assist from Sadio Mane. I would quickly want to mention, Sadio Mane just missed so many chances in this game. Um, I, I'm not sure what's going on with Sadio Mane. I'm really not sure. Like, it's strange to see him not finding his shooting boots. Usually it's Salah who's shooting a lot and Mane being more clinical. Like, Mane will not get as many chances. Salah will get a lot of them and then eventually score. Money on the other hand, getting maybe one or two and burying them. That's usually the way it goes. So it's strange to see um, Mane struggling with a lot of shots and not being able to do anything at all. Um, in terms of shots in the game, Mane had five, Salah had three. Um, Jota had two and also scored one. Um, Rui Patricio also did try to save it, but ended up pushing it into the back of the net. Um, we also wish um, Patricio a speedy recovery. He, uh, he got stretched off in that game. So... Uh, good luck to him as he recovers. Um, and that brings us to the end of game week 28. Um, yeah. Quick thing to mention as well, actually, before I move on to game week 29, um, Alexander Arnold with um, three bonus points here. Um, Arnold, again, this is now his second three bonus point um, game week after keeping a clean sheet. So uh, Alexander Arnold at 7.3 is really, really tough value um, considering they don't keep a lot of clean sheets. But it seems like Anytime they keep clean sheets, he may likely have a lot of bonus points. So um, to end their season, Liverpool, they've got Arsenal, Aston Villa, Leeds, Newcastle, Manchester United, Southampton, West Brom, Burnley and Crystal Palace. So of their, the end of their season, there are only three teams in the top 10. Only three teams. Um, one of them being Aston Villa, the second being Manchester United and the third is borderline in the top 10. Um, Arsenal borderline, but they're not top 10. So technically two. Um, so there's something to be aware of. So Liverpool have a good end to their season after the international break. Maybe worth considering bringing in Liverpool to end the season right. On to the next game of the game week. Uh, on to the next game week, sorry, I should say. Game week 29. Four games. It's a blank game week. Fulham against Leeds. Brighton against Newcastle. West Ham at Arsenal. And of course, Aston Villa versus Spurs. For me, in terms of captaincy choices, I like personally the Brighton game against Newcastle simply because Newcastle are bereft of ideas up front. So Lewis Dunk is a good choice there. If he's able to score, I think it'll be great. But again, Newcastle already stunned us and you know hurt us with collecting clean sheets off of Aston Villa. So I would not be surprised if they do that again just to you know salvage their season. But I fully expect Brighton to hammer Newcastle. Leeds, on the other hand, against Fulham. I have a sneaky feeling about Fulham, actually. Um, and there's been Anderson, who I spoke about in the last podcast, properly, properly like Anderson and Ola Aina as well. So any of those two would actually be a good choice. Now, Leeds, on the other hand, Patrick Bamford is slightly injured. We did get a quote from um, Marcelo Bielsa that he should be fine and good enough to play. But you never know. Without Bamford, I would... Um, punt Fulham if Bamford plays then of course you've swung it all the way to Leeds in that scenario Dallas will end up being my captaincy choice and unfortunately we will not know if Bamford is going to play or not so you have to gamble you've got in my view for captaincy choice here Dallas um, will probably be the best captain on the lead side um, then Rafinha and then Bamford in that order for me um, West Ham against Arsenal Lingard is clearly a key player for West Ham. And when West Ham played Manchester United, you could see that um, West Ham weren't the same. Um, United just completely owned the game, um, in my view. Um, so once you have Lingard back, I fully, fully 
see um, West Ham going at Arsenal with all they've got. Arsenal simply have no reason to um, exert themselves against West Ham. Keep in mind that by the time, um, by Friday, there will be a draw for Europa League quarterfinals. And if Arsenal are playing a tough team, say, for example, they draw one of the stronger teams, um, Manchester United, for example, I fully expect that Arsenal will start resting players for the Europa League. That is going to be their best bet to get to Europe. There is no point stressing in the Champions League. So will that happen? We do not know. But again, um, if Arsenal do not draw a strong team, then um, West Ham will probably be a good way to go. And Lingard would be an excellent, excellent captain against Arsenal. And of course, he's got the history of dancing against Arsenal when he scores. Um, if you remember correctly, um, when you know he scored at Arsenal as a Manchester United player last time, I remember he think in his Instagram, he put um, the dance floor or something like that when he scored. So there's that history there and I'm sure he would want to replicate. Aston Villa against Spurs. I think this is the best captain's choice just because this is the best team, quote unquote. Um, actually, sorry, let me, let me, let me reverse that back. West Ham is the best team currently playing in this game week. That's actually the truth. The bare truth here is the game week, the double game week, or sorry, this blank game week, West Ham is the best team in this game week. That said, Spurs is the best offensive team playing this game week. The best offensive team, of course. Um, now, Son is potentially injured. And of course, Spurs did just lose to Dynamo Zagreb and crash out of the Europa League. Keep that in mind. I fully expect that Spurs should put up a response against Aston Villa just to put that loss behind them. Um, I think that's what they did when they went and trashed Burnley. Of course, with Harry Kane scoring two goals and I believe two assists. Um, they had just come off a loss. Or I think they had just come off a one-nil game where they should have done more and should have done better. In this game as well, they should have done better against Dynamo Zagreb. They did not. And so now they have the Aston Villa game to prove to us that they are a decent team. If not, I'm sure a lot of sales will happen. Of course, Gary Bale isn't that interested, but I'm pretty sure he's also looking for a new team um, going into the next season. So in his last year of his contract against at Real Madrid, I'm pretty sure he's trying to find a way to get out of there. He should turn up, hopefully. So instead of captaincy, I'm going Harry Kane here against Aston Villa. Of course, Aston Villa is a really, really strong team. Um, but I feel like if Harry Kane were to go off, he is the most informed player currently, um, especially to XG over the last four games, Harry Kane is the most informed player who's available. If he were to go off and I were to go captain Lingard, based on the fact that Lingard plays in the best team, one of the most informed players at the best team in this game week, how would I feel? That's kind of how I'm making this decision. Um, so Kane versus Lingard is where my mind is currently at. I'm leaning more to Kane. Maybe I may wake up uh, tomorrow morning and just change it to Lingard. Oh boy. <laughs> and with that, I wish you all the best in game week 29. We will see you again in game week 30, two weeks down the line during the international break. Cheers.